Hey guys, this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. I'm Stevie Nelson. I'm Dave Horwitz. And we have a podcast for you. <laughs> we do. We have a podcast episode for you. It's um it's a little bit different than what we normally do. It's very LA centric. It was super fun. It was so fun. I feel like I learned a ton. We're talking local restaurants, we're talking sort of the history of LA food, we're talking Jonathan Gold, we're talking Anthony Bourdain. Uh but this was just a really, really, uh, really sort of satisfying, exciting, fun episode. I think. Yeah, I do too. Um, we want to introduce you to writer, podcaster, and serious radio host Brendan Smith. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me in this wonderful, undisclosed location. My pleasure. Undisclosed. Do, people, do you talk about where you Evergreen. live? Evergreen. <laughs> the, 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 the area. The, the General, big area. Yeah. I, 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 good to see you, Dave. You too. I uh, Basically, I said to Stevie, as soon as I walked into this place, you could never, ever give it up. Yeah. No, no. You can that, never give it place up. Is well, a, you know that, right? Yeah, Going this to place retire is a here. gem. This yeah, place it's is a gem. Perfect. Yeah, you know, new boyfriends just siphon in and out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that was hey, hey, an if odd segue. Hey, by the way, if a dude can't hang with this place, yeah, if that's a thing, you're but you're bye bye you're bye, done. bye bye you're done. Um, yep. yeah, no, I just was saying it because oddly, so I have a security system, right? Mm. And my landlord has access to seeing it too, so me and him share it, and he, my landlord's wonderful. And so every time like I'm dating someone new, he knows because he sees them on camera. Uh, Wait, where's the camera? I have two. I'll show you. Mm. Whoa, scary. It's really weird. But it, also useful. But also. It also reasons. makes me feel safe because he's a really good guy. So I'm like, that's cool. At least he knows what's happening. Like, if I get murdered, like, he'll be the first to know. The place right no 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 Has the landlord ever said hey you know the guy the other day in the hoodie and the baseball cap i don't like him yeah and he no he they did tell me my landlord and apartment manager or like whatever house manager did tell me they didn't like one of my boyfriends yeah mm -hmm. they didn't like him they didn't like that he wasn't friendly mm. i was like that's the least of it mm -hmm. <laughs> well how you treat other people out in the world is another check or minus in the yeah. Compatibility column. Yes. Yeah. You can't just have the, the, the a yes. big thing is, uh, oh, he's not, he's always been nice to me. No. That's a bad one. You can't just be nice to nope. one person. That's creepy. No. I also feel like when people are just nice to one person, there's like, um, it makes me panic because then it seems like me and them are on the same team and they're mean. So what does that say about me? Do yeah, you know what I mean? You're on team mean. Yes. Well, I'm on to mean me, team. it's only a matter of time. Like yeah. If you've oh, got a person who's only nice to you, and they're mean to everybody else. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna turn on you real soon. Oh, that's so true. Absolutely. Why did I never consider that? They it's, always it's, do. It's math. It's just math. They're just putting on a song and dance. Yeah. Until, but then, when their true colors come out, it's like the dog that sleeps in your bed and is really friendly and codependent, and then attacks the neighbors. You're like, well, I'm just so sorry. I got to keep an eye on my dog, but it's, it's this is my favorite little special guy. Yeah. That dog's gonna bite you sometime. Yep, and yeah. it's probably gonna bite a kid. Oh, that's so sad and it true. It does. It do it's true. Yeah. Your dogs are never going to bite a kid. No. No, they're going to lick a kid. My though. neighbor did claim that Holiday bit him. And I was like, well, two things. 
how about you get out of my yard, number one. And number two, Wait, nipping at someone's feet, like she nips at like ankles when people walk by, like oh, just yeah. like to guide them. Yeah. She's the That smallest. is not biting, bro. If my dog bit you and hurt you, you have a huge problem. Uh, I have an Australian cattle dog, mm-hmm. so my dog uh, bites ankles. Yeah. Not oh, just nips. Goes real. at the ankles to take you down. Yeah. Because he's trained to take down uh, a thousand pound animal. Yeah. Holy shit. He's yeah. a farm dog, that's right? The, that's why they go at the ankles. Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. keep that. Yeah. You gotta keep a dog like that busy, correct? Uh, yes, you do. You have to invent jobs for that kind of dog. What kind of jobs mm-hmm. does your dog have? Uh, he has a he, lot well, of he, jobs. He, guarding the home is his number one job. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, you he, go on walks all the time. Every time I talk to you, you're going on walks. Yeah, we we try to hike in the hills every day, but yeah. he needs that level of activity mm-hmm. to sort of take the edge off. Otherwise, he's like, you know, loaded for bear. Man, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. man. But yep. a good, a good, good, a good dog. He's yeah. an awesome dog. Yeah. Okay, good. So he's he a, did bite a greyhound once. Mm, who doesn't, though? Those dogs that are all bones. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yep. No. It, he, he got caught in a scrum, Ugh. and he wheeled around and, like, nipped at a greyhound, and the greyhound has no hair, and it just went pew, and mm-hmm. just pierced, like, a little, like, dime-sized hole in the poor things. Ugh. You said that ran you 800? Cut to me at a, a, at a vet in Burbank. Okay, I'll see yeah. your 800 and raise you. Okay. Agreed to foster a pit bull. Uh-oh. Was living Bad. in a house with a little chihuahua, a vicious chihuahua. Oh, no. Pit bull was coming home from a kill shelter, set to die that day. I was, oh, I'm the greatest guy in the world. I'm going to take care of this dog. Somebody asked me to because they knew I like pits and that I like dogs and I foster dogs. Dog came in. I texted everybody in my house. Hey, I'm coming in with a 65-pound pit bull named Coco. Is anybody around? Nobody responded. I was like, oh, she's gone and the dog's gone. The, the woman that I lived with uh, and some other people came home. We were setting up the crate. Dog pokes its head around the corner. I hear a growl. I look in the, the, the hallway. It's the chihuahua rearing back, growling at the pit bull. Chihuahua advances. Pit bull snaps the uh, chihuahua up in its mouth, mm. starts shaking it around. Mm. Uh, roommate who was drunk and passed out mm-hmm. came out of uh, her room from the hallway and oh, said, no. get my dog out of this dog's fucking mouth and starts punching the pit bull <gasps> in the head, which not a great way to get uh, a dog to unclench his jaw. I think that's how you get a shark to unclench something, though. By, by well, punching but a pit bull's not a shark. Yeah. <laughs> so I come and in. And I have experience with this, by the way. I come in also with, uh, with, a, with a method that, that's, uh, I'd say, less than stellar. I try to physically separate the dog uh, from the, the other dog's ma- uh, mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, pit bull bites me. Bites um, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I need stitches. Um, then the person who was helping me foster comes running down the hallway, index finger extended, rears it no. back, sticks it in the pit bull's butt. Yes. Pit bull immediately unclenches. Yeah. Chihuahua yelps off into the distance. Right. Uh, my roommate doesn't have pet insurance. And because <sighs> the situation was technically on me, I was set back. Four thousand dollars. Oh, my God. Wow. But did the chihuahua survive? Yeah. But who cares? Okay. <laughs> oh wow. no! That's, that's I was. Pretty I had no story. idea how much that cost you. Oh yeah, there was a very nice. Uh, the, the person who got me to foster the dog set up a GoFundMe, uh, which did make a little bit of money for me, but uh, towards the cost. But I still I shelled out eight hundred dollars for the stitches for myself. Dumb. And shit. Four. Yeah, four thousand dollars for the surgery for the Chihuahua. This is so expensive. But I will wow. say that Coco the wow, Pitbull. Wow! 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 Coco the Pitbull is now ro- running free 
in a backyard in Nevada on okay. some nice ranch land. Good. I've seen pics. Wow. She looks happy as a clam. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. So wow. d- honestly, it cost you a lot of money to foster this dog and some scars, but that dog is free. That dog is free. Yeah. Wow, good Coco's job. Coco's free. I saved a neighbor's dog from a pit bull attack. <gasps> Beachwood Canyon, late 90s. Ooh. Coming home, there was a lousy dog near us right yeah. on Beachwood and Glen Holly. Lousy, Ooh. lousy dog. Neighbor was walking his dog. The lousy dog that everyone hated and was scared of finally broke out of their fence. <gasps> got my neighbor's dog by the neck, screaming, yelling, the neighbors freaking out. And I remembered, I mean, I don't even know if there was an internet back then. So 90s, no early 90s, no. Late 90s, this is like 97. Just started. Anyway, the long story Message short words, is, I, for some yeah. reason, yes, chat rooms, AOL. <laughs> Maybe on an AOL chat room, I remember that you pick the pit bull up by the back legs. Oh, uh, sure. And then you just kick him in the balls. <gasps> oh, wow. And I, I kicked that pit bull seven or eight times hard, uh, like a wheelbarrow, and it finally let go of the dog. Dang. Completely ripped up my neighbor's arm. Like, <gasps> oh, like uh, ripped up, and then he's in shock and panic. Yeah, of wait, course. Wait, wait, wait. So the pit is in... The pit was in a in a yard, but it was barely. This was an apartment that was right on the corner of Beechwood Canyon Road and Glen Holly Drive, Uh and it was like a shitty fence. Yeah, the neighborhood was not quite as groovy as it is now. Then, Mm -hmm. and this dog, it was the dog that you would pass every day when you were walking your own dog, and it was like that dog is a time bomb. Yep. And I one day I came home with my own dog, parked the car like right by that apartment because we lived up the hill, and. uh, I just watched it break out of the oh fence, like literally smash through the fence and go after my neighbor's dog. Oh. They were on a walk. That's so scary. Yeah. Dogs, dogs attacking other dogs is so scary because you do have to intervene and it's like someone and something's going to get hurt. Yep. Well, that's why I remember that if you pick up a dog's back legs, yeah. it like messes with their equilibrium. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not These so are good much. tactics. Okay. So you can stick yeah. a finger in a dog's butt to get them to stop. And or I feel like that's a similar deal. Pick up I their think back it might legs. Be specifically a pit bull thing. Okay. Sure. Because they have such their their jaws are so strong and they lock. Oh. I don't yeah. know why. I mean, I I if anything goes near my butt, I tense up. So I don't know. I yeah. don't know why right. a pit bull releases when you stick your finger in its butt. Yeah. Maybe it's just into that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> We'll never know. know. Well, this is we're, we're, we're this, here, is a, this is a, this is dog <laughs> chat where we're talking about the most vicious animal attacks that we can think of. We've shifted gears a little bit. We're going after dog food sponsors, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Honestly, yeah, this whole episode brought to you by Rachel Ray Nutrish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we only use peas and carrots and olive oil it's and cheese just vegetables, and <laughs> just veggies, veggies, and a really nice white meat. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevie, give us a sharp pivot, would you? A <laughs> sharp pivot, no problem. I'm very. Lens. You know what? I don't love transitions, so here we go. Mm. Um, let's talk food. We're talking food. Yeah, let's talk food. All right. Um, tell me about. I like food. So things I know about you: you have, you've been in LA a long time. Thirty years. Thirty years. Uh huh. Damn. <laughs> How are you not the mayor? I. Uh, uh, ambition, drive. <laughs> oh, now I want to talk about Plans, 1989 focus. Los Angeles. We can. What do you want to? Yeah, oh, man. But I wanna, 90s I wanna, LA. But I'll tell you everything. I've lived in. Ho- I lived in the greater Hollywood area, the entire time. time. So let let's talk yeah. about that mm-hmm. through the lens of food. Great. Right. Yeah. All right. Yes. I said I, I love that. 
real quick, I yes. just want to know. I, for some reason, and it's blame movies, blame like anything that's from the 80s that's on Prime, that's shot in LA, Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Yeah. I, I <laughs> cannot, and a lot of times it's, it's the valley for me, driving around and wondering like, how many uh, Tex in, in Silver Lake, T A I X, uh, uh, the restaurant that's Tez. Tez. Oh, Tez? Yeah. There's since 1962. Wait, yeah. say it again. Um, Tez. Tez. T A I X. It's a French place. French, yeah, yeah, I've always just called it taxi because I can't pronounce right. it. <laughs> it has all the letters. <laughs> it's, it's it has like all the taxi screen, letters. <laughs> it's almost taxi. It well, never so, had an era, by the way. There uh-uh. was a brief moment, I think, in the early 2000s where there was like, let's make Thursday nights at Tez a thing. And wasn't it, wasn't there one in Hollywood too, a Tez in Hollywood? No. Maybe like way that. back, but. Oh, wow. Yes. So my my question is: Are there any places that were either up and coming or already established when you moved here that are still in working order, the exact same, if not the same owners, same name, same sign? Well, I will say this to you: hmm. my number one place, the place that I've eaten more than any other place in these thirty years, yes, is the Zanku on Sunset and Normandy. Oh yeah, which which only had one little bump in the road where <laughs> that's a pretty big when. Bump. When the when the Zanku murders happened yeah. in the mid nineties. Wait, I have a question. Why have we already talked about this on the podcast? Haven't we talked about the Zanku murders? I talked I about the Zanku murders on my podcast. I think probably very briefly we, at some right. point because because okay, okay. Zanku is such an institution. Yes. people like it so much. It, it's like I feel like it's a harsher but more concentrated version of Chick Fil A being super <laughs> homophobic because people are like God, I love Zanku, but didn't the owner like murder his whole family? Like, murders yeah. his, his mom. Yeah. and his sister. And and th- and it was like because of some family. Squabble, yeah, there was there was right? a family squabble. Like the <laughs> the patriarch of the family passed away. Yes, and the matriarch sort of took it over. And then they their adult children were the ones who were running it. And so oldest son. This is what I remember from the L.A. Weekly when the L.A. Weekly was cool in the nineties. Mm. Yes, before the internet, you needed the L.A. Weekly yeah. to know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that. He came down, he came down, I think, with cancer and he started going a little mental. And there was some squabbling among the siblings about how to divvy up Zanku. He wanted to keep it small and local. And some of the other siblings, I think, wanted to make Zanku like a chain. Yeah. Like a SoCal chain Mm. and have some nice ones here and there. And anyway, so one day he went over to the mother's house, the matriarch's house in Glendale. And they were like Glendale royalty. He shot his mom and he shot his sister. But I never stopped going. <laughs> yeah, I never stopped going. And I will say this also, my other big place, my other big place, because we were broke in the 90s, yeah. El Coyote has yeah. never has, has never wavered. Really? But back then, it was always packed because it was so cheap in the 90s. And there, people went there to drink the cheap margaritas, which uh. were grain alcohol margaritas. But it was dirt cheap. Wow. And now it's having like a whole resurgence. With the once upon a time in Hollywood thing, yep. Once that movie hit, I remember driving by it like a week later and seeing a line. A line out the door, yeah. And it was like, that's wow. because of that's because of that. Yeah. That and uh is it El Carmen? The other one that's in the one the one that's in the valley? Casa oh, yeah. Vega. Casa Vega, yeah, yeah, yeah. Casa Vega, which was briefly Casa shut down Vega. because it got a uh, rat infest- infestation about oh. two years ago. Oh my god. That's another see those restaurants, El Cholo, Casa Vega. El Coyote. I love the sort of quasi gringo eyes Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Ooh. I'll go down and dirty and go to to Whittier or East LA for like hardcore Mexican food. Yeah. But I love me a good margarita and a fucking combo plate. 
And El Cholo on Western has long been one of my favorite restaurants. Really? I've only been oh, there one yeah. time. El Cholo. I've never been. I was briefly friends with a guy who um, uh, was a photographer. This is such a weird time. I knew this guy. We were in like a writer's group together. And he was like kind of messing around trying to be a writer. But he was also hanging out with some of like the girls that were in this writer's group. And there was maybe like a, oh, let me shoot you sometime kind of vibe. Famous for having a semi to mostly nude Polaroids of a lot of women all over his wall, like a Not full sure. wall full of Polaroids. Love, As you do. I uh, love those male photographers. Oh, yeah. They're, they're very talented <laughs> and we love them. Yeah. Their eye for composition is not there. But you know what? They do know how to ask someone to take off their clothes. They do know <laughs> how to find a couch in Joshua Tree <laughs> and a naked girl with long flowing brown Always. hair and uh, uh, knee high socks. And they're like, this is art. And you're like, sure. You're like, I guess so. I mean, there's no denying that. Sure. That's cool. Uh, so I was going through a breakup. This guy sort of knew my ex and was 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 messaged me and, and said he was sorry and hoped that I was doing OK. And I said, thanks. And then he said, I want to take you to my favorite Mexican place. Mm -hmm. It'll cheer you up. It's exactly what you need. And he picked me up in a boxy Scion. I'll never forget it. It was very boxy, mm -hmm. weird, not quite an SUV, not quite a station mm -hmm. wagon. Like they had a weird Transformers mm -hmm. baby. Took me to El Cholo. I'm sitting there like moving refried beans around my plate because I wasn't eating that much because I was really sad. Aww. And then he just extracted information out of me for an hour and a half. He bought me a margarita and was like, so what happened, man? And I'm like, I don't know, man. It's pretty recent. This kind of just happened. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, she cheated on you. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking crazy. But at least he didn't ask to photograph me. Oh, wow. So he took all the information and ran? Yeah. Hmm. Who knows what he did with it? I hope he did something useful with did it. Did you have a good meal? You know, I do remember, I will say, I loved the uh, decor. Yes. The I did not eat much. Kick -ass. El Cholo, yeah, El Cholo, Casa Vega. Um, the crime of the century is the closing of El Chavo in the city of uh, Los Feliz. I was just talking about this. this it is was a heartbreaking. Crime of we the used century. to go there all the time. Uh, me too. This is extremely inside baseball, but I but I hope I hope people can. Well, look. this is in L.A. This is definitely going to be L.A. centric. Um, episode and so it's just like either come visit or live in LA mm -hmm. I will say if it does feel That's too right. inside for some of our out of town listeners just google some of these places I was just so I get my haircut right by this place uh, that used to be called El Chavo and uh, it is now fucking condos which is yep. really depressing that's what you can say about every place Los in LA. condos yep <laughs> uh but behind the building they still have the el chavo sign up mm. and i just took a picture of it with the blue Aww. sky above it and i just wrote i miss you and i posted it Aww. and truly 15 people responded because yeah, that's how loved it. that's how much goodwill there was for this restaurant and the oh, bar and the so patio great. It was dark and it was there was neon and it was lovely and yeah. there was the guy playing guitar. Honestly, and the margaritas were great and their food was good. So fun. Everything about it was good. Yeah, I um, miss it. I miss it a lot. There was another place down in, in Silver Lake style. There was a there was a, one of my favorite Mexican restaurants. Oh, so many of my favorite places are gone. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, it must be sad. There was a place called Alegria and it was on Sunset. Uh, next to the Baskin Robbins in that weird mini mall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's I've been there. Or whatever. Yeah, Trois I've been there. It was like yeah. a mom and a daughter, and they just made the best Mexican food. Damn. Yeah, and you could bring your own. Uh. Yeah. I mean, LA is such a. It is changing so rapidly. What's well, getting Even, fancy? Yeah. The I mean, mom and because I'm a, I am a, my specialty is mom and pop places. Yeah. Of all that. different kinds, and they get replaced by fancy. Yeah, like always. Law, like Casa Bianca and Eagle Rock has f f for 20 plus years has been one of my favorite places to go. I've never been. It's great. 
It's a pizza, but place. it's old school. Yeah. And if you don't like old school, if you want like mozza pizza, that's not Casa Bianca. Yeah. But if you want like it's 1983 and we might as well be in Indianapolis Fun. and like the red and white checkered cloths yeah. and like a simple me- uh, menu and like good pasta and fucking yeah. great pizza. That's that was always my second date litmus test. Ooh. Was Casa Bianca. Wait. Oh. Tell us. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Well, you know, it, it, there was a certain period of time when I, I had a very heavy single period. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I'm i such a Scorpio weirdo. That I didn't I know go, you were I, a Scorpio. Oh, yeah. well, I just, I just, uh, I just, just had a birthday. Oh, right my God. He did just have a birthday. Anyway, uh, so I just, I just remember a period of time when I would like basically go second or third date. We're going to Casa Bianca because this is going to be a part of our thing. So I got to see if you're how down. she's going to roll with Casabianca. And back then, yes, were women as weird about food? Uh, I think. Wow, meaning like reluctant to eat Italian food on a second date. I feel like yeah. there was no such thing as the word gluten back in these days. There wasn't. Yeah. Now, I think that there were people who were like, eh, I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, I think yeah, everyone I remember couldn't that eat being cheese. Like the first issue. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I can't do cheese I or can't cheese okay. or milk. Yeah. But the gluten thing never came into the, yeah, no, to the discussion. It wasn't a part of it. wasn't a part of it. <laughs> and there was no cauliflower. Rice. <laughs> cauliflower crust. Right. There was none crust. of that. Yeah. That didn't exist. Like, no. down and dirty, we're going to have some wine. We're going to split a big pizza. We're going to have some fucking fun. Like, Did know. anyone pass? Yeah, many passed. Yeah. Yeah. That would be easy for me to pass. I grew up in Palmdale. You know Palmdale? I I don't know Palmdale. Okay. I claim to know Palmdale. So for those of you who don't know, know exactly Palmdale, it it's an hour northeast of LA and it's like it's as if someone took a town from Texas and was like, "What if we put it in California?" <laughs> you know? What if we put it in hell cuz it's yeah. so hot. They're like, "What if we put it in California with a military bent?" Yeah, it's a military bent because um Northrop, Lockheed, mm-hmm. Boeing's out there, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of that. Uh, used to be the meth capital of the world. Right. So you're getting the picture, right? It's like spread out Joshua trees, dead open desert. I think it's quite beautiful, but as a result, we didn't. I didn't grow up with chains. There were no chains, like no food chains. Oh, there yeah, were no, no chains in Palmdale. Yeah. Oh. We had none growing not up. Not even Farmer Boys. Uh, uh-uh. uh. We had nothing huh. like it. We had one grocery store, and we had f- like, n- like we had a place called Karen's Kitchen and a place called Crazy Autos, and it there were no chains when I was growing up, and wow. so. I grew up going to these like little tiny hole in the wall places. And th- that to me is very good. Yes. Um, it's very weird. Like chains are very weird. It happened. Chains happened when I like kind of like left to college. See, I would imagine that there's a couple malls in Palmdale that will g- go hard on everything now. Now. Like macaroni grill. Y- uh, there's No, that's too fancy. Okay. Oh, okay. That's too fancy. <laughs> there's an Applebee's. Okay. There's a claim jumper. Sure. Yeah. There's always been a red lobster. That was one of our only chains. Okay. Um, and what is that? Um, yeah, th- there were those and there was like Burger King and stuff, but, um, most of the restaurants were just, there was like one Italian place, one Mexican place. 
Okay, that's interesting too, because I would assume that Palmdale would have some really kick-ass Mexican places, but they did. They, they used to, yeah. Okay, they used to. I don't know what's up now, but there's still like there's like three that people go to now. Okay, um, yeah, but yeah, so hole in the walls are great. Are there any now that you're like, oh, I'm in love with these, and these are like ones I haven't visited? Or Here's my new fucking place. Yeah, yes. that I fucking love. Yes, tell us, tell us, tell us. That I fucking love. New place. It is called Publitos. Mm. They have a storefront Okay On And we're going Burbank And we're going Magnolia Park In Burbank okay. We're going Magnolia Not too far from Hollywood Way Okay I believe it's Magnolia It's either Magnolia Or Burbank Boulevard Pablitos However Six nights a week They set up A very elaborate Tent setup In the parking lot Of the world famous Circus Liquors <gasps> on the oh. corner of Burbank and Vineland. The Clueless. Hello. The Clueless yeah. Liquor yeah. Store. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> the, the one with the, the world famous yeah, clown. The, clown. Uh, the big. So Pablitos takes over the half of the parking lot. Wow. And it's Peruvian spin. And it's a family. And basically, there's a couple things they do that are fucked that have blown my mind. Yes. They have one thing called the queso taco. Okay. Mm. They hand make their tortillas right in front of you. Uh, okay. They I'm take so a fresh, hungry. <laughs> they, take, they take a fresh tortilla and then they take a mound of cheese and put it on that fresh tortilla on the grill. Then they flip that tortilla over <gasps> and they fucking sear that cheese on the fucking flat top uh-huh. into the into the tortilla. Yeah. Wow. Like they sear it and they press it down and then they flip that over. And then they put what you order your taco. They put all the taco ingredients on top of that, oh, hold it up and hand it to you. Gosh. And it is incredible. And then in their burritos, because they're Peruvian, they do that spin on Peruvian dishes where they put seasoned French fries in the burrito. Sure. Hello. Mm. Bye bye. Mm. And the final thing that Pablitos does that's so incredible that I wish they would sell in jars. They have a green Peruvian sauce. Mm. Their spicy Oh, my God. It is. It's like a creamy, green, spicy sauce Yum. that you could put on everything. Wow. Yeah. So so is their storefront older than this? Take no, they the, haven't been. I don't think they've been around for too long. Like I've passed the storefront before. Never really paid attention to it. Those are the, I mean, but that, that's, the, the, the still, thing that's uh, happening in the park, like if we were going there, I know right now they're they're serving tacos because they start around. Seven o'clock each night. Wow. There's a line of 15, 20 <gasps> people. And so my rule in L.A. is when you get the line at a down and dirty place like that, they're doing something right. Yeah. You drive by a Korean restaurant in Koreatown mm-hmm. with no English outside and no yep. sign, but jammed with Koreatown citizens. That's where you want to be. Yep. That's See, my that's I, my rule of thumb. I love finding out about stuff like that. It, it reminds me of I mean, it's so it does feel like such a evolving city like i've been here 14 years or just past yeah, 14 it's a long time and even even then i'm i can't I, I tell people who you know moved straight here from college like five years ago about places they can't even believe it my 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 biggest crusade to tell people about is uh the thirsty crow on uh sunset <laughs> and silver lake right. do you know about this yeah uh what it so right before it was the thirsty crow i, I maybe have even said this on the show before because i'm so obsessed with it for I, I would say two years, I think it was like 2008 to 2010, right before Thursday Crow opened, that place, which is a very popular bar, Father John Misty has a song named after it, nothing good ever happens at the goddamn Thursday Crow, whatever it's called, 
Right before that, it was called Stinker's Hideaway, <laughs> and it was a roadhouse-themed bar with fake aluminum siding on the walls oh and God. a cartoon skunk on the sign. And that's the only thing. It, it didn't say, like, Stinker's. It just had a skunk. And the whole storefront was orange. And you go inside, and the bar looks exactly the same as it does at the Thirsty Crow, except above the bar uh, were three or four animatronic skunk butts skunk butts mounted the, the tail would lift yeah Ma- yes yes <laughs> tail would lift. i feel yeah. I, this is the best wow i'm glad so, you both know what this well, is I, that was my hood back back in the day so Dang. once an hour you'd hear and the skunk tails would lift up and green smoke would come out of their butts yeah what yeah, yeah. if you google image search it there's like shitty pre-iphone digital pictures that are like on the yelp page it says permanently closed <laughs> and there's all like you can see the skunks but it's like you know the pictures are pixelated if you try to make them any bigger it's a weird lost to time thing it was a weird fake trashy like you can get a can of pbr and like the bartenders are wearing trucker hats it's a bar that should have been on the corner of hollywood and las palmas yeah not sunset and silver lake Whoa. exactly yeah what a wild theme for a bar yeah a dumb theme Whoa. And not of the uh, not of the neighborhood. It's just, I mean, Los Angeles is so confusing because you'll have like El Cholo is decades old. Then you got to go like several miles away from your neighborhood to get there. But it's worth it. Yeah. Um, But then you've got these like you ask a college kid who graduated in 2011. Like they probably think Thirsty Crow has been there forever. But who knows? I don't even remember what it was before. It was Stinker's Hideaway. And before that, it was probably something like the turnover rate is really bizarre i i was yeah. blown away when yeah. el chavo closed because i didn't think that would ever happen because it was just such a part of my life i yeah. could walk to it i thought someone would save it to be honest yep. when i found that out i was like how does no one save this good luck bar which was like right down the street oh, from that el was chavo. so sad that's a crime too everybody crime. closing that place although i i had many bad nights in that me place. too oh, i, I only every- had bad nights yeah. in that place yeah. it was a black hole yeah. uh yeah for 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 the for the out-of-town listeners good luck bar uh, uh recently closed earlier this year um, if you ever watched the show Luck on HBO with Dustin Hoffman, the uh, the opening credits have like a weird sort of horseshoe uh, neon sign. That is the actual sign from Good Luck Bar. Um, real red lighting inside. A lot of first Tinder dates happening in there. Every one of my first dates was at Good Luck Bar. Yeah. I, oh, I, really? I used to take people there because the lighting's so weird that it felt like it felt like at least I can be anonymous here. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You like, look like it's red. It's seedy. Yeah. It's gross uh, feeling. There's a scene um, from the movie Hail Caesar where Josh Brolin goes there, but it's like supposed to be something else. He yeah. goes there twice. It's just, I mean, that when that closed, I couldn't believe it. There's, it's just such a. It makes it feel so much more transient but what you're talking about publitos like yeah. a family taking over a parking lot yeah you I love place that in the parking lot where one of the most famous scenes in clueless takes place but it's like this weird convergence of uh transient ever-changing city to like old time yeah this has been here forever chinatown forget it Jake. Well, the, yeah. the, 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 I have noticed lately the thing that is really fascinating to me about Los Angeles right now, the number of forget the top, the, the food truck thing, forget yeah. the taco truck thing. We all have our favorite taco trucks. Yep. We all have our favorite food trucks. But now the tent set up mm-hmm. and then the down and derby down and dirty card table. Yeah. Yep. Ladies cooking meat on top of that set up is everywhere in the valley. Yeah. And many places over here on the Hollywood side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are hit and miss. But again, my rule of thumb is if, if you there's see a, line. a ton of people, 
standing huh. in line. And that, like the taco truck explosion was helped by that. Yeah. Like, if you drive by a taco truck where there's no one standing outside, blow that thing off. Yeah. But if you drive by a place where there's 10 kids standing in line, I don't care if they're Latino, black, white, whatever, that's yeah. where you want to go. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. It's interesting. That makes a ton of sense. That's a great like um, determining factor, right? Yeah. But for me, every time I see a line, I walk away because I'm like, I don't want to stand in a line. Yeah. But you're right. It's to, the efforts you got to put yeah, in because the other ones, the other ones blow. It's so and, interesting. And, and, but the, the cool thing about like what's happening in the Valley now, you don't have to drive too, too far to get to a good place. Yeah. You know, to a good outside tent or table setup. Oh, what a dream. Yeah. How do we feel about uh, cheeseburgers at this table? Great. I, I love them. Do you? Yeah. Can I drop some knowledge on the table? Please. And for people Always. visiting at home? Please, yes. please, please. One of my favorite down and dirty, because I love down and dirty, like fancy is fine, pop up, trip burgers and smash burgers and all yep. that kind of stuff. That's fine too. We'll be in the parking lot of the coffee bean on Palms and Sepulveda f- from two to five on Saturday. Great. Yep. Yep. You got to follow them on Down Twitter. and Dirty Capital Burgers. What's that? Oh, Capital yeah. Capital Burgers on Pico, not far from Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Hello. Just a fucking simple cheeseburger that is so damn good and french fries that are kick-ass. Now, <gasps> when you drive by Capital Burger and you pull up, it looks like a crack house. Okay. With a really cool sign from the 50s. Cool. It looks like you shouldn't ever be able to eat there. Yeah. But it's amazing. <gasps> okay, that's great to know. My favorite burger in LA is um, Cassell's. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That place is great. It's so yeah. simple. It's so simple. Yes. But the the meat and the fries are my favorite. Yes. Question for you. Yes. I've never met anybody who's had a Pink's hot dog. Uh-huh. I also haven't. <laughs> are they? Have you? It's a tourist thing. Okay. Because there's always a line out of there. I I know that, but I can tell you emphatically that it is a tourist thing. Okay. It has to be. So when tourists see, like the the number one It's the voodoo donuts of uh, Portland. Or of LA. Okay. Oh, do we have voodoo donut? No, I'm saying it's the. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's. Pink's is to LA as voodoo donuts is to Portland. Yes, thank you. They they have (laughs) seen it. They see it on the promo for. Anything having to do with Los Angeles. Yes. They, 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 they've seen it. They've known it. Our, our dear Asian friends, for some reason, if you Love. really look at the line, yeah. you will see that it's half Japanese tourists, yeah. half Chinese tourists. Yeah. They, it's just they, they plug in places to go and it comes yeah. out. It must be in some Locals pamphlets. don't go there. No. Yes. Yeah, you pamphlets don't. and also like bus tours, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. and here's the world famous, famous Pink's Pink hot dogs. dogs. Like, yeah. It, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's only that. Locals don't go to Okay, because I was like confused because I'm like, I pretty much grew up here. Like my mom grew up here. My dad grew up here. Yeah. None of us have ever eaten at Pink's. No, no, no. Pink's is fine. It's, but it's. I mean, it's I can't. Dog. It's not. I don't it's think not, you can it's justify. It's the only place not deserving of the line. Okay, okay. But it's a tourist destination. Okay. That's it. Yeah, I can't justify. When you know how much hot dogs are, actually, it's really hard to justify buying one. Oh, yeah. When yeah. an eight pack <laughs> oh, yeah. is 49 cents. Yeah, you're like, I can't. Yeah. I actually can't. So, so I, I mean, this is, to me, I mean, truly fascinating. And, and also, uh, couldn't tell you how happy I am to talk to someone else who knows what Stinker's Hideaway is. Oh, uh, but so I, I got to know, because, like, you know, the, the particularities of, this is where the best burger is. Liking the down and dirty aesthetic, mm-hmm. but specifically going, these are the places that are kind of like my places. Does that uh, sort of affect? And I know like the the second uh, date Casabianca rule, but um, d- is it important for you to in the people that you date or spend your time with that they 
have like specific opinions or like about food and restaurants. I love I love to be turned on to something new. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love when someone like I recently had some friends take me. We went to like Monterey Park or freaking El Monte, like out to the San Gabriel yeah. Valley yeah. for real deal down and dirty Chinese food, mm. dumplings and stuff. We had a pork belly. Yeah. That's all that we had. It wow. was a it was a I don't know how it was prepared, but it was a a mound. It was like a seven pound mound of pork wow. on the table. Was it delicious? And they just gave us little bowls of rice. And little things to put in the rice, mm-hmm. and then you just picked at the at the pork belly. Yeah. It was called a pork pump. Whoa, wow. mind blowing! Whoa, but they knew where to go, and it, yeah. had, it had to have been like a little strip mall or a whole. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was one of those places with a C in the window because they're cooking the way that they're supposed to cook. Yeah, they're not oh, following wow. the rules of the city. They're you hanging ducks in the window. You don't yeah. care about the ratings. No, no, no. Well, it depends. But like in a place in the San Gabriel Valley where you have all the, you know the the Mandarin the giant Mandarin community the, yeah the Szechuan community whatever like they're 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 going you know what city I can't follow your rules because this is we've been cooking this way for a fucking thousand years yeah so back off yeah don't care about the city. leave us alone but when Casa Vega gets a C that's bad yeah you don't yeah, go you there. don't want to go to a Taco Bell in the middle of Hollywood with a C oh uh, no. No, no, no. They got regulations. No, 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 no. But in terms of like, I love being turned on to places. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I'm also in a place, and I'm also in a position where I meet, if I meet someone of like a certain ethnicity, uh, like for instance, the other day I met a woman who was Salvadoran, and I was like, okay, tell me where to go. Like she was Mm. like a Salvadoran nanny. I'm like, is there a place in LA that you feel like is doing it right? And she basically said, there is a place on Venice and uh, Vermont. Like just a little bit east of uh, Venice. She couldn't tell me the name, but she could describe the mini mall. Yeah. And I put that on my little list and I go, okay, that might be worthy of a food field trip. Stevie, I think you're holding out on me. What is that bottle on the table? I'm not trying to keep anything a secret, but I have been taking a multivitamin for women called Ritual. Okay. Can you tell me a little more about it? I can. I take it every morning and I take it on an empty stomach because with this multivitamin, you can because it's gentle on your stomach. That's pretty great. And no weird aftertaste because it has a little mint tab in the bottle. Oh, usually vitamins. Wait, okay. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. So another thing I really like about Ritual is that there's traceable and trackable ingredients. So basically they're really transparent on their website for obsessive label readers like me, they're mm-hmm. vegan friendly, sugar free, non GMO, gluten free, and allergen free ingredients. Um, and you can find all their sources on their website. And what's so nice about this is we're offering 10% off during your first three months of ritual. Will they deliver it to you? Yep, they deliver it to you. That's kind of awesome. You can just go to ritual.com slash burn and start your ritual today. Mm-hmm. So 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash burn. Yeah. Well, so- I'm a little jealous that I don't get to have any, but that's pretty cool. Create your own ritual. And in the meantime, I'll keep doing mine. Okay, great. You go on food field trips? Food field trips. Yeah. What are they? Because Southern California, because LA is the, is there's so many incredible places to go for food. We have every great ethnicity in the world. Yeah. We have all these enclaves of ethnicity. Yeah. uh, People doing it right. Yeah. And so if you got to drive to Whittier to, to go to like. You'll do it. Hell yeah, because it's fun. Oh, I love like that. Like my friends and I, you know, just even in the early days of the internet was like, okay, what's the best Mexican restaurant in LA? And 
there's a restaurant called, oh my God, I'm blanking on it. Is it called Mexico City? No, that used no, to be in Los Feliz. Uh, closed. closed. Finally. Uh, yeah. Babita. <laughs> Babita. Babita. It's called Babita. Way out in the San Gabriel Valley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just had to do that food field trip. Cool. It was really good. It was like I love that. high-end Mexican food. It was like fancy Mexican food. Yeah. So it wasn't wasn't quite what we were we were wanting down and dirty. Yeah. There's a place in Bell called Oh my god, I want to Google it right now. It's been on the Food Network a million times. Hmm. Uh and we've gone there a few times. Bobby Flay did a fucking uh competition there. Oh it's my Bell. god, Bell. Uh, is it called La Casita Mexicana? La Casita Mexicana. I think that's what it's Good called. Good pull. I believe it's if called. If that were me, it would have been out of my brain. Casita Mexicana in Bell. Stevie Nelson using Let's your see. You, using Let's your Let's see computer about this. Your, La Casita Mexicana. La Casita Mexicana in wow. Bell. Okay, so that was a that was a perfect food field trip. We saw it on the Food Network. Yep. We saw Bobby Flay. I want to go. Lose because they make cactus tacos at La Casita Mexicana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've lived in thir- in LA for thirty years. Never been to Bell. Yeah, well, I didn't. You know, honestly, so, I'd never even heard of it till you just said that. A Bell is like southeast of the city. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. I feel like I want to go on more food field trips. I I don't normally. The schooner, what's it called? The schooner, schooner, schooner or later in Long Beach. What is that? That's like it's like a breakfast place on the on the wharf in Long Beach. Yeah, schooner or later. Yeah, and you know, on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Cut jammed, but they just give you a big giant. Like that's a food field trip for me to go to. Oh, that's so fun! It's Mm -hmm. so great. I mean, the the, it's such a having like hearsay or just like secondhand somebody saying you got to go here is so powerful because now there is the internet. You know, too many things. There's too many things. So, but also, you know. Ever like uh, uh, God bless him, God love him, God well, both of them, Anthony Bourdain and Jonathan Gold. Yeah, both. So I mean, Jonathan Gold was like, "Hey, uh, white people, there's this thing called taco trucks," and it's like, yeah, that was before he brought before, LA. Yeah, well, yeah. Jonathan Gold for me yeah. for Brendan Smith, this guy. Yeah, because in the '90s in the LA Weekly, yeah, his weekly column was like, "That's that's where you were going to get your food field trip." Yep. Cool. Jonathan Gold is saying Koreatown is finally exploding with some interesting restaurants. And there's this place on 8th and Arolo, and it's called Blankety Blank. Yep. That's a food field trip. I mean, yeah. he was so critical for me in those days of like learning the city and learning where to eat. You know, I once joked that I would, you know, do a blog where I would review every restaurant on Pico from the ocean <laughs> to downtown. Wait, that's so and funny. That's a good idea. I love that right? idea. Yeah. It's like a, it's just you Pico. Go through, you go through a lot of different sort of. Whoa, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. I think you should still do it. Uh, can I give you one more food field trip that yeah, I just please. recently yes. took? Yes. All right. Just somehow the Instagram took me. I was like scrolling through cheeseburgers on Instagram. And then I discovered fucking a George's Burgers in East L.A. on First and Soto. Huh. Bang. Good. Oh, my God. George's Burgers. George's Burgers is exactly what I want. I want like. The best version of a Big Mac or a Bob's Big Boy. Yeah, me too. I don't need gourmet. Paper wrapped? No, no, no. I, yeah, paper gourmet wrapped. Yeah. grosses me like, out. Like real deal. And then they, But they have like unbelievable pancakes and they've got like <gasps> breakfast burritos. But wow. George's burgers are exact. I will say this. The, I've, I've cried once when I had a cheeseburger. <laughs> and that was that when no. Oinkster in oh. Eagle Rock did their gourmet version of the Big Mac. Oh, gourmet wow. meaning... Let's make a Big Mac 
with just the best ingredients. Yeah, just like grass-fed beef yeah. and yeah. really nice and pickles build it in the and whatever. Exact way so it's on the best bun. It was delicious. <laughs> it's I I will never forget that experience. Wow. And because they only do it a couple times a year. Wow. They call it the Big Max. <gasps> Holy Christ balls. I've only cried once while eating food. <laughs> and it was recent. It was not that long ago. Wow. It was like 4 years ago. I think I've talked about it before, but I had never tried Nutella before. Oh, yeah. That's, you said that in an old episode. <laughs> yeah. That's... I had never tried it, and I bit into like a Nutella donut. Oh, a Nutella donut. And nice. I just started crying. Nice. I was like, this is so good. Nice. <laughs> it's a Who good made feeling. the Nutella donut? It was um a little bakery right here. I don't know what it's called. Armenian bakery. Okay. Um. It was so, so good. So it wasn't Donut Friend? Or no, the... it was an Armenian bakery, okay. and it was incredible. Thank you, Armenian people. Yeah, incredible. Nice. Yeah, it was great. So it seems like the only, like, you're you're so open, and you seem like you would be quite the perfect person to go on a food field trip with. Is do you Have you ever come up against, um, I wouldn't not I wouldn't call it a picky eater, but somebody who just, like, either can't be bothered or doesn't care, like, isn't really curious and... yeah. And you, you have to take that in consideration when you're doing the food field trip. I'm lucky to have a group of friends, like old school friends, that are down for the food field trip. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like totally. It, it you you got to find those people and hold on to them because other people aren't. Yeah, you're like okay, there's a Oaxacan place on fucking Olympic and Normandy. <coughs> What's it called? Oaxacania or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have crickets. Okay, they have the fried freaking yeah Oaxacan crickets. Wow. You know, getting people to go and do try that. those, yeah. that's a chore. Yeah. I also feel like I don't know too many people, honestly, that would be down to, like, I feel like most of my friends are like, mm, that feels far. Like, everything is, like, too well, far for people. Well, that's the problem in L.A. right now. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. The drive, the far. Everyone hates it. But mm-hmm. well, just you're in good that, company, though. But it, it, for me, it's it's the adventure. To me, it's like, it's just a that little extra effort. Yeah. And, you know, and, like a, the and a lot people of people don't know about Neptune's net on the far, far oh, side in Malibu. of Malibu. Yeah. yeah. Like kills me. I know. It's a perfect place. And, and it's also, a perfect place. Yeah. But also there's, there's, I, I'm, I'm forgetting the, the name, but the, the, what's the one with the, it's the lobster and sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt. It's on the other side of the street from Neptune's net. That's what the sign is. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, long, Malibu long, seafood. Yes. Long way to go to say you go to Malibu past Santa Monica Pier and all these places that are supposed to be nice in quotes. And you're going to see these like roadside shacks where you're like, oh, I'm going out of the beach. I might as well stop. And it's the best fish and chips you've ever had. Yeah. You, can't, you can't even yep. believe it because no one ever told you about it. Yeah. And you just decided to pull over because you were so hungry because you forgot to pack food. Yeah. But I think it's like for something like Malibu, it's like, yeah, maybe you'll sit in the car for an hour and a half. You've been talking about San Gabriel Valley and El Cholo and stuff. These things are 20, 25, 30 minutes away. That's not that long. No, no. it's not. You're going to sit in traffic. To go to In and Out in Hollywood from your neighborhood if, it's, if you go there at seven o'clock. I always find I always find people's reluctance to drive kind of strange because like half of my job is driving from audition to audition, so it doesn't really bother me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. driving doesn't bother me. I think being in the car is nice. Like I'm like yeah. very confused by people who are just like, get me out of the car. I'm like, my I love being in my car. And if you happen to be driving in your car to an audition or a meeting or whatever, and you're in Santa Monica. And you have some time, or maybe Always. you want to wait until traffic dies down. Why not go to fucking High Ho Burger? I've never been. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been. I I wow. I had a meeting, and somebody it was like right around there, and somebody uh, recommended it to me, and it's so out of nowhere. Like these are the kind of what I was saying, whatever a million m- minutes ago. But 
being obsessed with seeing a place and going, how long has that been there? Yeah. yeah. Um, and realizing, uh, oh, this place is like, like how in, in, in Los Feliz, um, uh, Ye Rustic Inn yes. is Another in a strip mall. Yeah. And it looks, it's, it's decorated with Christmas lights. The sign looks super old. I'm from the suburbs of Massachusetts. It straight up looks like a place that I would drive Mm-hmm. Passed with my dad on the way on to a video Route 51. store. Yes, just or just and 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 it's been there since nineteen seventy four. Yeah, and it's the same old guy and yep. his friends. Yeah, but it's not. It's like a vibrant. Uh, you know, it's not the cleanest place, but it's like it's where everybody your own age and younger does karaoke. But it looks like it was dropped. It was airlifted from a midwestern suburb yeah. into the middle of like a big bustling, insane psychotic. Another city. black hole for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's right across. I mean, because right, I lived on yeah. Ambrose in Vermont in the nineties. Oh, oh man! So, and the only there was the drawing room was open then, the Ruskin was open then, the Dresden was open then, but there was really nothing else over in that neighborhood. What was on the? What was on the, like the you know Hillhurst in Vermont stuff? Like what was there? Yeah. Like when Mexico City opened up first yeah. opened up, it was a huge deal because there was nothing in that end of wow. Like, yeah, there was just like bullshit little nail salons and. Like a, a, a two crappy coin op laundries on Hillhurst. Whoa. There's nothing on Hillhurst. Wait, Whoa. I got to There ask. was a CD store. There was a used CD store wow. that was actually good right next to wow. uh, between the gas company office and the Rustic Inn <laughs> back in the 90s. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, there there was like there was nothing like where the coffee bean is on Hillhurst. Yeah. There was that was a there was a coin op laundry and a little really shitty sushi restaurant. Whoa, like a, crazy. Like a, almost like they just went and got Ralph's or Vaughn's sushi and, and like <laughs> brought it <laughs> served it to you. So, okay, with that in mind, with knowing that there were those places in that yeah. neighborhood and that's where you lived in the 90s, yeah. were you privy to or affected by, I don't know if you know what I'm going to say, the swing dance revival? Um, <laughs> yes and no, thank you. Yes, and no, thank you. <laughs> See, so because that was at the Derby. That yes. was that whole squirrel Which is nut now zippers. A bank. Well, because I remember when those guys made the fucking Swingers movie. Yes, and the thing about the Swingers movie was like the one hundred and one diner was truly a down and dirty diner mm-hmm. before like Swingers made that diner. Yeah, like it was like, is it good? Is it bad? We don't know. Well, we'll go there because it was I dirt cheap. Wait, I didn't know that Swingers. The movie was the it was shot at Cafe One Hundred One. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, oh, they, they made where they made that place, and they, yeah. then then someone bought it and renovated it and made it oh, a little cooler. I had no idea. I thought they Swingers was shot at Swingers. They shot at the One Hundred One. They shot at uh, the, Derby, <laughs> the Derby, which is now Chase Bank, and next okay. to Chase Bank yeah. is Mess Hall. Okay. Uh, they shot at the Dresden a ton. Marty and Elaine from the Dresden are okay. in Swingers. Yeah. So I was in middle school when that movie came out, and I loved it. And it, uh, I don't. Well, Favreau, I, for real, John Favreau lived in the apartment building across the street from Gelson's on Franklin. You oh, know, there's wow. that, like that yeah. cool quasi Art Deco building. Yes. Oh, my friend used to live there. He, Former Fav- guest Favreau lived in that building. Wow. Back huh. then, and. Uh, so the weird thing about the Derby scene was it was a, a true dating pickup scene. Let's go take swing dance classes together. Yeah. And the squirrel nut zippers played all the time. Big bad voodoo. Daddy. And it was a thing. And oh. people would dress up in the, the, the clothes. Zoot I didn't. Suits. I literally didn't know about this. Oh, for real. This is for hurting. You've got to watch like swingers. It's on me. Netflix. It's so dated. It'll make you. It'll make okay. your skin crawl. I don't think I've ever fully seen it. Like I've seen parts of it. I need to watch it. I haven't seen it since it came out. 
but swingers. it's a we movie your like college boyfriend would make you watch. Right. Yeah, and it would be his favorite movie. Yeah, and he'd have the poster. Mm-hmm. But that but that scene, like it was worth it to go because Gen X was going there to yeah. go out. But there were other nights and other bars that people were going to for different reasons. And also that's that was heavy Nirvana period. That was heavy grunge, mm-hmm. heavy punk rock LA. And there were great punk rock clubs in LA yeah. to go to. So I, that was more my Okay, okay. Okay, so was to going that to end punk rock clubs. Which I'm well, and why wouldn't you? It's so right. much better. Okay, yes. so to that end, in that era with grunge in mind and swing in mind, yeah. What was what was dating like in that time? Well, dating what was dating like? Were you dating? I well I had a I had a fairly steady relationship during that period of time. Oh, okay. So there wasn't a lot of dating, but dating was back then Again, there's no phones. There yeah. are no phones. That's no so crazy. There's no phones. There's there's That's so crazy. Kind of there's, there's the there's the message machine. No phones? There's the message machine you share with your roommates and the tape cassette. But dating was your extended peer group. Mm. And if you're in the arts, it was like, you know, the people you meet in class. It's the people that you work with here and there. It was and then, you know, going to places and, and meeting people through friends of friends. Like, yeah, that's, that was it. It was like because everyone you're just out of school and in college, you date in college. Yeah. You just date people that whoever are like you see in your fraternity circle or sorority people circle parties. or people yeah. at parties or whatever. And in L.A., like there were like there were certain scenes. And if you connected into those certain scenes, then you had a certain dating pool. Yeah. But also then the city. It was easier to get from from Los Feliz to Santa Monica. Mm, you know, that wouldn't it was be a very, deal breaker. It, it wasn't, a, de- it wasn't a, a deal breaker to meet to. But but then again, that was in a sense even further away back then because um, there wasn't there was no need to go to those other places. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. It's like it's uh, there wasn't too much there between even. So it's no. like it was. No. And there was no like the way that that like Santa Monica is now with so many tech places and so many entertainment driven places like the, you have to go to Santa yes, Monica now. to go on auditions. Yeah. Or meetings or. But you didn't your have job. to back then. You didn't have to back then. What? So. So going out to bars was like you picked your favorite bars because it had a pool of people that you would. Oh, that's so nice. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. it sounds more collegiate in that way. It was completely. That's a perfect way to say it, because, yes, I like going to Smalls. Yeah. With my favorite bar that's ever existed in L.A. Yeah. Was on the corner of Gower and Melrose. Love the name. And it's become over the years. It's been many spaces. You literally if you drive south on Gower. And you you would drive straight into the building that was Smalls. And over wow. the years, it's been many different places. Mm-hmm. But in the very early 90s, it was called Smalls. And Smalls was amazing because it would be like Homeless Guy and John Cusack and Weird Hobo <laughs> and all the guys from Fishbone. And ah, it was like so it was like weird. poor and rich and celebrity and not celebrity. Cool. And like, oh, Sean Penn's here tonight. But it was like a dive bar that played fucking incredible a Gen X music. Cool. And so I would always feel like there's a good chance Mrs. Brendan Smith will be here tonight at Smalls. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what is your take then today? Like dating has taken a weird turn. You've, yeah. you've gotten to witness the generations of dating, but yeah. like, what's your take on apps? I, I think that the weird, here's my take on the apps. The weird thing is I feel like back in the day you were slightly accountable to your peer group. Like if you met someone in your extended peer group, mm-hmm. 
um, there would be a couple people that would be, I think, like just like in college, maybe invested in it, hoping that it would work out. But at least you would have to treat that other person with like some sort of grace and dignity. Because if it didn't work out, you didn't want to like torch yeah. the group. Oh, yeah. Now people are just smashing into each other and never calling each other because you don't know any person in their their circle. You'll never like, run that's into them the again. The thing about about dating now is like it's very possible to meet someone who knows nobody in your world. Yeah. And they, they live, you know, a half an hour from here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I could date a girl tomorrow night in Culver city via an app and go to like one of those restaurants in downtown Culver city and have this like weird experience where I'm getting to know someone and the possibility of her not knowing anybody in my life or me not knowing anyone yeah. is high. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's there's, weird. there's, there's this, there's no accountability and we could never see it. We can make out in a car and never see each other again. Yeah. And I feel like there's a, a fallout that's like not good about that. Yeah. That's what doesn't work in my brain kind of. Like one time I did do an app date because I was like, okay, my adventure tonight is I'm going to meet a girl in Venice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a girl in Venice and we're going to go somewhere. We're going to go to yeah. Venice. We're going to go on a date. Yeah. And what's that like? Yep. We're going to go on a date and we'll make out on the beach and then that's it. Bye-bye. Yep. And that's I think that's wrong. I think it's and I think it's hurting people. I do too. I they've, really do. They've done tons of studies about app dating, and it's more likely to cause literally cause depression. Yeah, it causes disconnect, and like no one enjoys it. There's the vetting. The vetting process that used to happen is gone. Yeah, that's I I that's a very very I I'm I'm just I'm that's a fascinating thought. The the. You, you were more likely to be not maybe not polite, but you're absolutely correct. The amount of just hey, I li I ended a a, a Tinder date. Um, gosh, months ago at this point, yeah, July, June. I don't know, whatever. It was it was a one and done, very you know polite vibe. N nothing wrong with either of us. Just clearly was not that we. But but it ended with I just said uh I said. I'll talk to you soon. And then she smiled and we walked away. And I'm like, we both know I'm not going to. Yeah. She's not going to talk right. to me soon. Right. She didn't and like She me. may have done the same math as you. Oh, yes. of course. But but yeah. neither one of us, uh, you know, I think we both were just like, it's fine because like you said, there's no overlap. We started talking. I was right. like, this person doesn't know anyone I know. Yeah. Which, which I think, and I think that some people hide behind that. Well, because yeah. really you get easy. away with shit. Yeah. You can get away with whatever you want. They don't know right. any of your friends. Right. But like, that's dark. I just found the article that says online dating lowers self-esteem and increases depression. Study says it's from CNN. And and that was my experience on them. I yeah. only I didn't have them long, yeah. but I felt like I was like it made me lose hope. I was sort of like, ooh, this can't be how people meet. This doesn't feel good for me. And uh, yeah, I'm all about aligning with what feels good. So I just got off of them. You used to have to say you have to say when without apps. Yeah. You also have to say yes to things where you might meet somebody. Yeah. So your friend is doing an art opening. Yep. At a weird space on Western and fucking 25th or whatever. And you don't feel like going to that, but you have to go to that without the apps yep. to meet people. Yep. And, and that might be your extended peer group there. Yep. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I've, yeah I've, it I've, it I makes often, you lazy. You don't have to go anywhere if you have There's an app. a party. There's a, a Gen X party that happens in Silver like like two or three times a year. And it's gone on forever there's two people two tastemakers in silver lake super gen x barbara bester who's the big architect for all mm -hmm. everyone over there 
in the fancy part of Silver Lake. And this guy, John Huck, who's a photographer and a man about town. Cool. And the mayor of Silver Lake. And they throw this party, Gen X style, where there's they take over Casita del Campo on Hyperion. Oh, the sure. The restaurant just turns over the restaurant to this crowd. Another great. And there's yeah. a they yeah. turn one of the rooms into a, just a straight up disco dance room. They get a DJ and he's playing disco hits of the 70s and 80s. And then it's people love this party so much because it feels like the 90s, but everyone's older and the, the, a lot of them have kids. But that's still, for me, a place where I go to that party every time because yeah. that there's a good chance that I could meet someone really cool at that party. Yeah, I feel like, but dating like that, I feel like actually having to go places keeps you curious. Like, yeah. So it keeps you curious, it keeps you going places. And I feel like it's kind of the same with how you treat food. Like you're willing to go to these field, you're going on these field trips, you're, you're, you're curious, your you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're going out of your way to do these things. And I feel like... That's what's missing with our generation. Postmates. Postmates and dating Postmates apps. Postmates and Tinder. Yeah. It's making it so we can eat the same thing every night. Right. For And not have to go there even. Right. And then we meet people on apps that we're not accountable to. We'll and we get to date again. for two weeks and then never talk to them again. Right. It's bad. That's it's bad. really... I've never, I, I had never thought about it that way. But it is the idea that... Because um, I remember the feeling... I don't have that feeling that much anymore of... Maybe something cool will happen. Maybe something fun. Like uh, uh, you oh saying God, the, the, the art gallery on Western and 25th, my friend's doing an art show. I jump at those situations. And, and now, you know, it's not like a, a romantic possibility, but it is like, oh, I, I I love having those nights where you wind up talking to some. I, I went to a party I wouldn't normally go to and wound up talking to a guy who grew up one town over from me. And we just... Like we were doing with 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 uh you know restaurants in the valley, or whatever, just rattling off names of of restaurants we used to go to when we were growing up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 For an hour plus, and it just felt it was such a it's fun, great feeling. And I think that like, I think that far flung possibility that something like that could happen is slowly being washed away by. I'll just flip through and see if I can talk to someone yeah. or, and also it's why I think setups are so um, foreign now to people. Of yeah. are they? Oh my gosh. Your generation doesn't do setups? We don't like setups. Because you don't want the responsibility when it goes sideways. Yep. Right. Or the responsibility of, I always, I, I yeah. find it daunting to, uh, I've had people go like, oh, can I give this person your number? Or can I give you my friend's number? And I would, I, I always would just kind of bristle and go, just knowing that there's an extra step after it. Like, I think if somebody could, ma- it's it's that instant gratification. Yeah. If somebody could make a person materialize and go, this is my friend. I've talked at length thinking that like you guys would maybe get along. Here, she, can have a five here minute she is right now. Yeah. But when it's like, can I give you the responsibility, the burden of, of saying share contact. And then in my iPhone, I say, okay, I guess I'm going to, it hey, looms Kate, over I'm you, Dave. But the idea of like, um, the slip of paper of like getting a girl's number at the end of a night. Like I, I, it's, it's, it's a feeling that I feel like we would be, apt to uh or we'd be smart to try to replicate or have a little bit more of yeah or just try and like i feel like just by going to um like last year every holiday party i i got invited to i went to every single one right oh, wow. and i That's great. i felt so yeah. good about it because i felt like i was meeting new people seeing friends i wouldn't normally see yes and it gave me this sense of like going into the new year being like just keep staying open to these things like yes. keep saying yes to them and 
I'll do that this season again. And you lived a rom com. I lived a rom com. The Twelve Parties of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, is that is that a, is, do I not remember that one? No, not, I'm just formulating. It's in my not head. one. Oh no, just, that's, you know, that's pitch like, <laughs> You sell that to Stevie Netflix. Stevie was single on ele- on November 25th and yeah. decided that this year she was going to say yes um, to everything. Uh, that's pitchable. It's and the and title of Netflix. it is "Say Yes to Christmas." Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Netflix. Call, call lawyer tomorrow. <laughs> Netflix, here we come. Um, yeah. Brandon, we've come Are we to done? The, we've come to We're the part of the podcast. We're pretty much done, Brendan. Oh. Where, oh. Which felt oh. quick, didn't oh, oh, oh. it? It did feel quick, but... Uh, Maybe you can elaborate on this question. Yeah, well, I think I think we, I think think we this could be a fun little springboard. So yeah. Okay. We're going to ask you to pick a number one through five and ask you a question that corresponds with that number. Okay, I got the number. What is it? Did I tell you the number? Three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Three. Okay, great. So we talked a lot about restaurants we've talked a lot about full meals uh walk us through your favorite snack your favorite snacks how you snack uh you know any any feelings you have around the concept of snacking uh, i'm i'm a snacker okay. Ooh, okay i'm a down and dirty snacker oh my gosh okay <laughs> number one <laughs> chips and fucking french onion dip Ooh. Oh, and man. i will buy a store-bought french onion dip and i will make my own with sour cream and and nor's yeah. French onion dry That's mix. That's the best one. That's the best and one. And by the way, Brendan Smith's turbo French onion dip. Ooh, what's turbo? You take mode? a 16-ounce container of sour cream. Mm-hmm. You take a packet of Norris. You take another packet of Norris. <gasps> Double and you time. You just shake that in until you feel like you can handle it. Oh, my gosh. So You it's don't have to put the full. You don't have to go double pack, but you go one and a quarter. Back and half, or one you and might half. even push to two. I'm like positive that's the way my mom made it. She went double down. Very strong, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do love that those package, yeah. those packets of uh, onion dip or even ranch dip. I'm like, why do they taste so good? Heck yeah! I'm, Salt. By the so way, Cheez-Its, Cheez-Its toasties. Yeah. The toasty Cheez-Its. What's that mean? They're a little burnt. They're a little burnt. What? They found the formula. They're called toasted. The Cheez-Its toast toasty or toasteds. They sell those to people. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! So I'm, they got burn on them. Oh my god! And they are the best. They got a little char on them. Whoa! They're, they're very, very good. The best. You know what else is a fucking fun snack? No. Real simple. I'll get uh, <laughs> a little simple. package of the little cocktail weenies. Yeah. And then wrap pigs like mini pigs in a blanket. Oh yum! And just wrap them in uh, just buy a croissant uh, dough, Pil- Pillsbury croissant yeah. dough, and chop it up and just make little uh, with mustard. You, that's how I. That's mm, how I roll. They did you know that that. Was my favorite snack Anytime I would go over To someone's house Like so my mom didn't My mom wasn't um, Precious about food Like mm-hmm. my mom Jewish mom Really bad at cooking mm-hmm. uh, Didn't really participate In cooking We ate mac and cheese Growing up okay Like pizza and mac and cheese Domino's right. pizza um, So when I would go To other people's parties And they'd have little pigs In a blanket I was always <laughs> like My mind couldn't figure out First of all How they got the pig in the blanket. (laughs) Yeah, like, who does this? Like, you know, like, my mind was sort of just, like, I was very, very confused about, like, whose mom wraps all these little hot dogs and... Oh, and it was so special to me. I remember, and and like little things like um, anytime people had things on toothpicks, mm-hmm. I was just like, "Whose mom is this delicate?" <laughs> <laughs> I found it really special. Loved it. Do you have any? Ba- do you have any uh, runner-up or backup dips? Well, here's my here's my backup dips. <laughs> a, a dear friend of mine once looked at me and said, "You love a dip." Uh, oh, I'm a dip my backup sure. dip is this. I I spent my teen years in Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm-hmm. so New Mexican green chili is that's that's 
hits my soul. Mm. Green chili cheeseburger, that's all that I want in life. Ooh, yummy. A lot of burger in uh, New Mexico. That's the chain that you want to go to. A lot of burger, a lot of Blake's, a lot of burger. 30 odd locations throughout the state of New Mexico. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so a New Mexican salsa. So like like a tosti like a um like a paste salsa or just a regular Mexican salsa. The New Mexican flair with the green chilies, the New Mexican green chilies in it. I love. So Ralph's and Vaughn's now serve or I'm sorry, now sell some brands from New Mexico. Mm. Oh. So there's a brand called 505 uh-huh. Salsa. They've got a whole bunch of different salsas, but just down and dirty, hot and spicy. 505. 505 their With the red area salsa. Code? Yeah, that's the 505 okay, in New Mexico. Okay. Ooh. Uh, that's, that's my call. favorite <laughs> dip. That's my favorite salsa for just regular old Yum. chips. Because I'm a nacho person. I love a nacho. Me too. Back in the day, 7 Eleven didn't jip you by selling you the cheese in a little pre-made container used to be able to pump it out pump the cheese out yeah. on top of the chips and um then sprinkle the jalapenos on top of that speaking of seven speaking of 7-eleven yeah one of my favorite things you did on twitter for a while didn't you uh, rate the 7-elevens around the, the city 7-elevens <laughs> around the city <laughs> yes. whoa whoa okay, okay. Yes. and all right yes i have I, a favorite 7-eleven i followed this so hardcore because i knew all the 7-elevens he was talking about and it, i found it fascinating <laughs> okay you know i, I yeah. need to know i i need yeah. to know what is your favorite well, cause yeah because you, uh, you, you can tell what you know what a bad 7-eleven is yes. yes but but i feel like i i can see no better way to be taken out than if you would give us your your scholarly assessment of the best 7-eleven in the city ready yeah it's an easy one it's clean it's nice they their hot dogs are just well done because I'll, I'll i'll do a 7-eleven fucking hot dog sure hell yeah um it is on the corner of Moore Park in Tahunga. Oh, okay. In Valley. Tony Valley Village Studio City. Mm. Half a block from the world famous Aroma Cafe on Tahunga. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and right across the street from Cactus Tacos, which fucking rules. Cactus and Tacos And Henry's so Tacos, good. which is an institution in the Valley. Oh, never wow. had Henry's. Yeah. I love Cactus oh, Tacos. I do too. The taco burger at Henry's is worth a food field trip. <gasps> it's a sloppy joe. But with taco oh, meat. Yum. Oh, mind blowing, mind blowing, yum. mind blowing. Okay. So, so that's 7 Eleven. That's the nicest 7 Eleven in the well city of Los Angeles. Just the, and the guys are nice. Their coffee setup is super cool because I love 7 Eleven coffee. Yeah. That's that's, coffee. that's yeah. where I'm, I'm drawn to. I don't need to go to Starbucks or whatever. Um, yeah. You know More that, park in Tahunga. You know that 7 Eleven near Ground Links? Uh, bah, 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 yeah, in the middle of Melrose. That's my yeah. least favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a bad it's a 7-Eleven one. 7-Eleven that shouldn't be a 7-Eleven. It's too, to it buy shouldn't be there. It's really one. small. Yeah, it's teeny. When I used to hit classes at Groundlings, I'd have to go and like get a snack there, and I was yeah. always like, please get me out of here. <laughs> it was so awful. Oh, yeah, very small parking lot. It's cramped. Yeah. Cahuenga and Yucca in Hollywood. That's the, like, am I going to die in here today? That's a rough one. I didn't even know there was a 7-Eleven there. Like Cahuenga and Yucca? I can't even picture it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Around the corner from Solar de Coenga. Oh, no. This that's bad, too. That's a bad place, too. Yep. Um, Brendan, where can people find you? Well, they can if they're so inclined. I'm yeah. very proud of the BrandoCast. Just Google BrandoCast, and it'll take you to my podcast. I was on it. Uh, Listen to the episodes. They're the so Stevie, good. The Stevie Nelson, Lee Lamar uh, episode, folks, there's two. There's a Deep Purple episode and a Yes episode. They're both tremendous and... Um, New episodes every week. I'm very proud of that. Uh, the latest episode with uh, Mr. John DiMaggio, who's the voice of Bender from Futurama. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
and then uh, by the time this podcast airs, hopefully Thursday nights at six o'clock on Sirius Channel One Hundred Six, Rock Tales with Brendan Smith, Amit Zappa, and Richard Sheltinga. It's me and my friends. What a crew. Drinking cocktails and talking about rock and roll. Uh, and uh, we're really psyched about that. We've got a whole bunch of episodes in the can, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Serious. Awesome. Channel 106. Also, there you uh, go. also um, follow him on Twitter. At BlackSab67. For some 7-Eleven reviews. Uh, I'll, I'll give and, you coin-up reviews, coin-up uh, car wash reviews. And also, um, you'll get the occasional fake uh, Bachelor uh, post. Yeah, Bachelor at Silver Lake. Love it. He does a bachelor at Silver Lake, and it's <laughs> there should be so a bachelor funny. at Silver Lake. There It'd be should. so funny. Yes. Uh, the girls is, would just it's, be it's, a little over it the whole time. They're like, mm, we don't really care. It's every night, 10 p.m. on Thirsty Crow. <laughs> <laughs> They're having their own version of Bachelorette. Yeah. Oh my god! Girls being like, didn't this used to be stinkers? Didn't this used to be called stinkers? What a bad name for a bar. My dad used to go there. I'm 12. I don't talk to him. Um. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you for the wisdom. Yeah. Uh, I Je- feel like I'm just old. That's all. I feel like I have a lot of. We love it. We got a lot of catching up to get to get to as far as like. We'll take a food burgers. field trip. We'll take a food field trip. Okay. Sloppy Joe. I would love Taco to. Burgers. Yeah. We have a lot of places to go that I've never been. And clean 7-Elevens and San Gabriel Valley Chinese food. <laughs> what a dream. All right. We're on it. We're on it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm tempted to say what an episode but i'm like almost sure i say that after every episode i think what you can say is what a list of restaurants we now have to go to i know we have so many restaurants Mm -hmm. we have so many places i have never been and i grew up pretty much in la yeah so many places we've never been so many places we need to visit we have a lot of field trips to go on love the idea of a food field trip i love the concept of a food field trip i um you know we didn't sort of related to dating too much but i have uh san gabriel valley is sort of like i don't do it a ton yeah but i have uh sort of uh, once or twice been been uh out there with people to go to either a specific place or to just sort of quote unquote get lost because it Ooh. is that that vibe of if you go to a strip mall you're going to find a place that has like um, an you know, amazing chinese bakery you never knew existed yeah i would just drive up and down main drags in the sgv Whoa. and uh and and sort of pull out to the side and go Oh, this like gift store is kind of funky, but it's also next door to like a dumpling shop. And that's so cool. I, I yeah, I've had a couple of uh, very this year especially a couple of very fun like contemplative. Oh, it's it's <laughs> it's March and it's still a little chilly out, and I'm gonna just uh, take my car. Oh, um, I love that because tw- like we were saying, it is a lot of these things are like 25, 30 minute excursions away from where you normally would go, and. I think that can be universal, not just for our LA listeners. Yeah. To kind of venture out of your comfort zone, whether that is to Explore go on a date a or to go by yourself or to go with a friend. Yes. The idea of taking just a little field trip outside of your your normal kind of quadrant, your city yes. blocks that you go to. Like I, I've just been getting really like kind of into. I think it, a lot of it is just like things are slowing down. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit older, and I wasn't. You know, exaggerating. I do get fascinated when I uh, find a place and realize it's been there for a really long time. I know, of, same. Because of the turnover rate. I, I, it's funny that he. So he mentioned John Cusack and yeah. Fishbone, which is so weird because Fishbone is this like great legendary band. John Cusack obviously needs no yeah. introduction, but John Cusack starred in this movie called Tapeheads mm-hmm. from 1988 with Tim Robbins, and Fishbone did the score. 
I and I Crazy. Watched, I watched it last week. It's yeah. not a great movie, okay. but it's uh, first of all, a lot of it takes place like a Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles is uh, yeah. is like uh, plays a part in the movie. Right. But at the end of the movie, a, a card pops up and says something like, for far out food, visit something something's cafe in Santa Monica, California. And I immediately, I mean, this movie came out 31 years ago, but I was like, what if it's still there? And I looked it up and it closed in 2013. No. And there was like a little story about it. Like they were finally forced to close and it's now this whatever, this Italian restaurant or something. Yeah. And for some reason, it is just like the nostalgic, like pre baby boomer in me where it's like, oh, if I was only... 30 years older I could have I gone know. to Woodstock or whatever but it's like there is something weirdly indescribably comforting about no, going yeah oh this Zanku chicken's been there for 45 years this place is you know uh, uh the 101 cafe has been there since 1992 what, yeah, what, yeah there's something about it nothing I think w- something about LA that's kind of bizarre in comparison to other cities is that there's not much history here, right? Like no. it's like uh, other other places have history for hundreds and hundreds of years. And LA is this like strange place that started being built, you know, like officially, like somewhere in the 1920s or something a little before that, but it started booming around then. So mm-hmm. it's like nothing's that old. And so when things stay, I think it's really special in LA because it's like they've been in all the movies and we used to go there as kids and like, you know, like the... um farmer's market at the grove which everyone like makes fun of like the grove but i'm like that farmer's market has been there since i was a child and since my grandma was Mm -hmm. like first moved to la and like that farmer's market is historic for me yeah and and for a lot of people yeah nostalgic and i think that like i don't know i think the nostalgic places in la are really special Cantor's also has that for me and jerry's deli and stuff and just and like you can hear stories about stuff like that where it's when you know when bands would come through town they'd go to Cantor's because because they were open all night yep. and that's like was the appeal for them uh but it's also it's just weird to hear um you know it was wild for me when el chavo closed we were talking about it yeah. because it's just like i have so many of my own personal memories me there too. but you, you know you 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 read any interview about um uh led zeppelin and they used to hang out at uh the hyatt on uh, the hotel which they used to call the riot house instead yeah of the hyatt house yeah that's been bought up and is now some stupid other like no. fancy nouveau hotel but you know I don't like going to say like the comedy store, but there is something about going, Oh my God, there's history. Everyone here. puts their, writes their name on the wall. Yeah. And, like, and that's, there is something about that where you read it's special. Like, oh, Gary Shandling, who God rest his soul. Like he started doing comedy here before he was a star. It, it helps contextualize yeah. Los Angeles a little more for me. And it reminds you of like, I don't know. I think people in LA are very jaded and I think everyone is like, you know the grind and everyone's just sort of like burnt out and sad and I feel like any of those like nostalgic places like the comedy store like Cantor's Mm -hmm. like any of those places that are still there it's a little hopeful I like for me I'm like I like it because it's a little um it's a tiny little hopeful spot in LA oh I like I I like even if I don't have a even if as long as they're just old, if I have old memories about places that are still standing, like when you said Swingers, the cafe, yeah, I, I took me immediately back to going, uh, you know, the first girl I ever dated in L.A. lived right by there, the one uh, in, in West Hollywood. Yeah. And we would go to Swingers and I remember seeing that they had a stuffed grilled cheese where they put guacamole, not avocado, guacamole in the grilled cheese. I remember that. And I, 
I, I was blown. I thought I was like, oh, my God. Wow. I guess <laughs> like I just hadn't experienced anything like that, even yeah. at the diners in Massachusetts. And I ordered one and, you know, my my mind was blown because it was extremely good. You know, later it's like, yeah, of course you put an avocado sure, in yeah. everything. Yeah. It's Los Angeles. LA. But that anytime I think of that, I think about it. That's right by this. There's this weird movie theater that used to show like three dollar movies yeah. across from Swingers. Yes. It's just boarded up. It's nothing. No. It hasn't been anything for no. over like a dozen years and i'm wondering what it's going to be if it'll continue if they're going to open up another probably they won't open another movie theater because those are dying but it's just really they renovated the new beverly and quentin tarantino bought it there's just you know i'm sure there's if if we have any older listeners are listening going like you're not even that old but it is just you know you have a hard time holding on to like salient tangible memories because things just this I know. place is turning into one giant condo. I know. I know. Which is not super exciting to me. So I guess in order for me to do that, like, whoop, stutter. Cool. Um, <laughs> very cool. New thing. Um, <laughs> it's late. It's fine. <laughs> I guess in order to remedy that, that, like, I do think staying curious and going to other places and not just going to all the places we know can keep the places alive. Oh, yeah. Making new discoveries. Going on other people's recommendations. Also seeing LA through someone else's eyes. Like when you start to yeah. date someone new and they go, Oh, I used to I love this when place. I, when I oh, what was your place when you first moved here? Oh, my friends and I live next to this bar. Mm-hmm. Like him saying he went to a bar at Gower and Melrose. I'm thinking, Oh, I used to live uh not like super far away from there. And like yes. I used to go to, you know, my my old uh for Mookie and I when we lived together, that we have a very, very funny memory of uh going to one of the last like full service restaurant style pizza huts. Oh my god! We went to the. This is. <laughs> oh my god! We went there because they always had a sunset pizza hut lunch buffet eleven to three, mm-hmm. and we were always very like uh, curious. We're like, I've never tried it before. What's it gonna be like? Yeah. We should go sometime. And we went. Uh, you know, we were probably twenty five. Mm-hmm. We went to this pizza hut lunch buffet. It was very sad. It was very uh, dead inside, except for like maybe like an older couple and like maybe know. like a family with kids but we were probably like one of t- two of ten people there Aww. and it was dead silent and we were like eating this kind of like lukewarm pizza and at one point because he and i weren't really saying anything he put his he like reached across the table and put his hand on top of my hand and just looked at me and said happy anniversary Aww. and i just laughed so hard that everybody turned and started looking at me and so and that place is like I think a Korean restaurant now, and yeah, it's it gone. still has that kind of Pizza Hut architecture because you can't run from that forever. Oh, oh you can't. No do matter it. how many you have renovations, to redo it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's like a place I have a really you know funny like memory I've always held yeah. on to from. It's 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 a really um, it was really interesting and fun to talk to Brendan for that. I reason. thought so too. It kind of takes you trip down memory lane. Exactly. Um, and he's also and he's just fascinating in general. He's cool. He has so many stories. He's got so much knowledge about L.A. And um, honestly, my go to person, I know we didn't talk much about dating, but my go to person to talk to about dating. I He knows my whole dating history. I bet he would have a really interesting perspective. Yeah, he does. He's really he's got a very smart, healthy perspective, which is really nice. Um, Need more people like that. Oh, my God, please. Um, that's about the end of the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com. Anything that's on your mind, anything you'd like to share with us, we will, I promise, use it in a future episode. I know mm-hmm. we have yet to do it, but uh, 
you know, we got a lot of odds and ends to tie up. We're coming back. You know, it's it's the middle of the third season. It's uh, it's you know, we've we've been we've been we've been doing a lot. We've been rediscovering our show and each other, yeah. and our own brains and our own guests. And let us know if you like it by listening and also rating us on iTunes. Yeah, uh, leave a review, rate us. It, it really, it honestly does help. We love and I reading. Think by them. help, it means it helps show some people that people are listening, and who knows, maybe they can put us into that new and noteworthy even though we've had a podcast for four years but you know what it's like it's the thing with the line right like brendan said people um want to eat at places with the line like let's oh yeah let's get a line going for this podcast there's a line out front of our podcast yeah more people are gonna want to stop yes so many reviews that people are gonna stop pull over and get a taco um you can uh, you can call us at two one three four five eight five two three six. You know, leave us a message. Tell us something. We don't care. We don't we don't discern. Literally, anything just you, say hi. We don't care. Anything you want to tell us, we're down. Um, tell us your deepest darkest secrets. And as always, go take a food field trip. Go on a food field trip and let us know how it is. Go get lost in your own town. Oh my god! And hey, while you're at it. <laughs> listen to our podcast (laughs) just put it on in the background while you're eating a burger in a parking lot that you've never been to before i mean that sounds nice but also be careful because sometimes after dark certain neighborhoods you don't know lock your doors just be safe be safe and don't talk to strangers above all we like our podcast always um advocates be safe and be sorry (laughs) wait what (laughs) i don't know it came out okay we'll talk about it later we'll talk about the motto later okay be safe be sorry and be be gone Oh, oh, be gone? Oh, wow. Be gone? <laughs> this is be thinking. safe, be sorry, be <laughs> gone. <laughs> All right, guys. Nope. Stevie said it. Be safe, <laughs> be sorry, and be and gone. And be gone. Get out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're you're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.